You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded at the American Bar Association's mid-year meeting in beautiful San Diego, California. We're here to cover this event uh, for you, our listeners. And joining me now, I have two very nice people that were very patient with us. We made them wait a long time, and my apologies. Uh, they are—they were speaking at an event called The Future of Latinos in the United States, which is an event that was sponsored by the American Bar Foundation. Did I get all that right? Yes, you did. Excellent, excellent. So I have over to my left, well, kind of my left, is uh, Pilar, and next to her is Bob, but I'm going to have them introduce themselves. So I think ladies first, correct, Bob? I agree. All right. So Pilar, can you tell us a little bit about, so where do you what do you do? Sure. My name is Pilar Escontrias. I am the project manager for the future of Latinos in the United States, um, a project of the American Bar Foundation I'm really proud to be part of. I'm finishing up my PhD in anthropology, and I'm looking to go to law school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have you guys ever been to that anthropology store? No. Okay. I, from what I hear, people like it. Anthropology? Overpriced, but but cool clothes. Yes. <laughs> All right. And how about yourself, Bob? Where do you work? What do you do? Well, I'm a professor at Northwestern University in sociology and law, and I'm a research professor at the American Bar Foundation. Um, I just stepped down as the director of the American Bar Foundation, which I did for 11 years. Wow. But you're uh, highly involved in a new project that's coming up here. So now I know this is an ongoing thing. There's a lot of objectives to accomplish. So let's talk about the future of Latinos in the United States. What's that all about? Okay. Well, this is a, a research program that we're undertaking to study one of the most important changes that's taking place in our society and in law. Uh, because we, we know that Latinos, by the year 2030, are going to be 30% of the American population. Uh, there's all kinds of important legal issues that surround that demographic shift. And so both for the purposes of the Latino community itself, as well as for the society more generally, we need to understand the legal implications of this big change that is happening. Walk me through that. It's obviously a uh, subset of the many populations we have living in the United States. And so uh, in particular, uh, what is it about the future of Latinos that invokes some legal changes? Well, in terms of, um, for example, political change, as Latinos become a larger and larger share of the voting population, uh, they will have enormous political power. Uh, But also there are special issues that involve Latinos. They affect other groups as well, but especially for Latinos in terms of immigration and inclusion in communities, uh, employment opportunities. What is the It is a group that historically has been discriminated against. And so what are the barriers they face in employment, uh, in education? You know, there's always been a big concern with bilingual education, but also access to education, access to community colleges, to university level uh, education. Um, And so those are some of the the major issues that are specific to Latinos uh, and that has a very important relationship to law. Pilar, uh, you know, the, a lot of legal issues affecting the Latino community, you know, you've got immigration and, uh, you know, you've got uh, some, some language barrier issues. So you know, what, what specifically, because it involves the American Bar Association, you guys are presenting for the American Bar Association, specifically in the areas of legislation or law, or what, what kind of things are you looking at? 
Sure. Well, I also want to mention that Latinos have a long history in the United States, particularly in the Southwest. And so American legal issues have always been Latino legal issues as well, such as voter rights, disenfranchisement, immigration, of course, is the big one we're talking about now. But as Bob mentioned, education. Um, our project is focusing on several of those issues. Um, as, as part of our project, we've compiled the most extensive to date bibliography and annotated bibliography. That was the first sort of um, goal that we had was to really establish what is the research out there? Um, what are people talking about? How are Latinos positioned in both law and policy as well as socially in our, in our communities? And so we identified nine major themes that we will explore in our roundtables over the course of the next year and a half. They're immigration, political participation and civic engagement, civil rights, economic opportunity, families and family formation, education, health, the criminalization of Latinos in, in the um, legal system, and then Latino news and media. So in some form or fashion, we're going to be broaching these nine topics in our roundtables. Oh, wow. So and that's, that's a lot of topics. In your opinion, and this is a question for both of you, uh, I mean, there's nine topics there, but which are the ones that are the most serious right now? Well, we have decided to give priority to four to begin with, and those are some of the ones I mentioned earlier, education, uh, immigration inclusion, uh, economic opportunity, and political participation. Um, part of it is you can't do everything, but those seem to be the really critical levers of change for this community and for society. And so those are the ones that, those are the ones that we're going to com concentrate on. This seems like a lot of work. seems like there's a, a lot to take on. So how many people do you have uh, helping you with this project? Well, we have a national advisory uh, council that's made up of nine individuals who are from, they're academics from around the country. All volunteers? They're all volunteers. Um, and this is um, it's a group that was convened in part by uh, California Supreme Court Justice uh, Mariano Florentino Cuellar, uh, who has been a member of our the board of directors of the American Bar Foundation. He himself is also a Stanford law professor and political scientist. And so he's perfectly positioned to know who to bring together to work on these issues. Uh, and he's been kind of an inspirational leader in getting this project going. So that's, that's, that's in part how we uh, assembled the advisory group. And then uh, Dean Rachel Moran, who is uh, just stepped down as the dean of the UCLA Law School, has agreed to co-direct the project with me. Uh, and so uh, we're sort of the, the leaders on the academic side. Pilar is our project manager. Then in addition to that, we have maybe five or six people who are both research assistants and then staff members at the American Bar Foundation who are assisting with various aspects of the project. It's a pretty big team. It's a big team, yeah. It's a big project, huge project, yeah. That is a huge project. I, that, I'm always amazed, and I commented on this on an earlier show we did today, but the volunteer aspect of the Bar Associ or American Bar Association is incredible. You know, it's, it's amazing the kind of work that's done for people that they're not just donating their time, but it's, it's time away from their families, it's time away from their practices, and it just astounds me all the things that get done with people that are so generous. So, well, I wanted to thank you guys for stopping by and telling us a little bit about this project. Look forward to uh, following you guys in the future. So, now, are you reaching out in social media? Are you using that to, those platforms to, to get the word out? 
We actually are. Of course we are. We have been live tweeting all of our panels um, at ABF Fellows as well as at ABF Research. We're in the process of developing a website. We do have a, a beta site where we have all of our project publications as well as the names of our advisory council members. We're mapping out the infrastructure of Latino organizations and inputting those data into GIS so that people can actually, if they want to look up immigration uh, lawyers in the 90210 area code, right, they can input that and, and find a list up to 50 miles. That's a massive undertaking that we're we're doing right now. Well, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. And, uh, you know, before we sign off, I just want to give you one more opportunity. If, if there's anything we left out or you wish to share, well, I think we're finding a very positive response everywhere we go and raising these issues. Uh, there are so many people who understand the, the value of this work and understand that there is not the kind of infrastructure we need in this country to address the needs of the Latino community. And it's a very diverse community, very dynamic, very changing. Uh, and so it is going to be a challenge to study it, but also we think this is really important work that we can sort of be pathbreaking leaders on some of these issues. Pilar, I just uh, I wanted to ask uh, if, if people listening right now want to get involved, and you, since you uh, have already been uh, getting your social media platforms going, what's the best way to reach you? Sure. Uh, you can email me at P. Escontrias. Should I spell it? Yes, okay. that would be great. That would be great. <laughs> e is in Edward, S is in Sam, C is in Charles, O N is in Nancy. T is in Tom, R-I-A-S is in Sam, at abfn.org. You can also email our project directors. Bob, I'm going to throw it over to you. At? R. Nelson, at abfn.org. And you can also hashtag us, Future of Latinos. Um, what are our other hashtags? I think we're, that's our, our main hashtag right now. But you can that's also get us on social media. We have a Facebook you have a Twitter handle? We do, at ABF Fellows, at, so that's the first one, and then at ABF Research. And pr shortly we're going to have our own Future of Latinos Twitter handle as well, and we will share that on, on those Twitter pages. Well, again, thank you for stopping thank by. You. It's been very enlightening talking to you. Glad to hear that everyone's so happy about the work they're doing, and, and you guys are making a difference. So this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti from Legal Talk Network. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.